0: Welcome to Arguments with Words, the podcast where prop tech and mortgage leaders meet to talk marketing, branding, and the future of real estate. Now here's your host, Neil Helsper.
1: Welcome to Arguments with Words. Today, we're here with Katie O'Shea, who's Director of Marketing at Green Generation. Katie, thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you, Neil. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah. So Katie, first, just tell us what is Green Generation and what work are you guys focused on?
0: Sure, sure. So GreenGen is a global sustainability firm. We're pioneering environmental change uh, in the built environment. And you know, our goal is to transition and transform the built environment through sustainable strategies. So we focus on simultaneously delivering financial and climate outcomes and, and really accelerating this energy transition. And we do that creating impact in what we like to call like three different ways. So buildings, technology, and infrastructure. Buildings is really our core focus. That's our core business. We work with leading real estate investors and asset managers think KKR, Blackstone, Starwood on a global scale to develop what their decarbonization plans look like. The key difference for for us is that we're we're supporting these strategies and their net zero programs but We're also overseeing implementation and not just of the strategy, like we're, we're managing the projects. We're overseeing construction. We're, um, we're doing the commissioning. So I think, you know, in the sense that sets us apart because we are involved from day one to the end of the project and a lot of competitors set a set of strategy. The fact that we're overseeing the implementation and the actual construction of it enables us to be accountable for what those outcomes are um, and enables us to ensure delivery from our, from our promises.
1: When a client starts working with you, what is usually the catalyst for that? Like, what is, do, Are you finding that there's like a trigger event, something that's happening in their company, in the regulatory environment? Like how does a company know when they're ready to work with you?
0: Oh, there's so many, so many, so many factors that are going into this right now. I think regulation, like you had on, is a key one. Almost the risk of inaction um, yeah. sparks the action. There's goals to hit emissions targets by 2030 um, that ultimately lead to 2050 goals. Energy costs are increasing. There's so many factors where our clients, you know, not only are they looking for, for the, again, the strategy, like we've seen this, this shift from strategizing on net zero and, and assessing portfolios and, and understanding where you're consuming energy over to what's your action plan and what have you done, you know, in the past year. And that transition is really um, a catalyst of business for us because we're no longer just helping come up with these strategies, we're implementing
1: them too. So, from a marketing perspective, Katie, like how are you seeing there's so much language in this category? like this has been such a hot topic the last ten years or so. Some of the language has evolved. Some of the I think value proposition has evolved. How have you what's your experience been with that, and how is green generation looking to kind of communicate what you do and what you help people with?
0: Absolutely. I think you know it's so funny. there's so many challenges in the market with terminology and figuring out what the what the right way to frame things is. You know, I think we're seeing just such a shift again from that, you know, strategizing to implementation and metrics based on policy, based on consumer demand, based on um, the investment community promoting action. I think traditionally with energy efficiency, we see this focus on ROI and paybacks. And, you know, while those are meaningful metrics, we've got to look at it on a higher level. And it's it's more focused around, you know, total asset or portfolio value. And what risk reduction, um, you know, your actions today are making progress towards where you would have been uh, tomorrow. And I, I think those are the key framing perspectives that we need to refocus on.
1: You've talked about. I know you, we've talked in the past about how Green Generation, like you guys, think about like efficiency being a competitive edge. How do you balance that kind of like? How do you make people understand that this kind of work? Is good for your bottom line. Like ultimately, does lead to a more efficient business.
0: Yeah, great question. I, you know, I think inserting sustainability and efficiency into the asset life cycle and just daily operations is not just a competitive edge; it's going to be required. I think you know we're at this inflection point where policy and again consumer demand and investment, um, the investment community are promoting that action from stakeholders in the built environment. And inaction, or, you know, it's going to have incredibly costly repercussions, whether that's for uh, fines from noncompliance or whether that's just existential business risk of climate change. I think what will be more of a competitive advantage is um, in the short term, but long term too, is is the data and how it's actioned and how it's used. There was a great Bloomberg survey that came out not too long ago that I think it was something like 90%, over 90% of executives are increasing spending in ESG data. And like 89 or 90% of those respondents um, indicated that ESG data is key to business competitive differentiation. That says it all. If you're not looking at this data and incorporating it into your business strategy, you're going to fall behind to firms that are. And we can't reach this net zero future without investment. So the term profitability toes a line here, right? Like, the narrative has to switch from that ROI and the payback and, um, you know, those metrics that were so prominent in the energy efficiency space to that total asset value. And, um, you know, I think that's a much more accurate indicator of where we need to be in a future state.
1: I wonder who those 10% are that say like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> we'll, just, we'll, we'll just like, we'll hope for the best. That's funny.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. You're speaking to like risk reduction and things like that. I mean, I've seen like on a global, like environmental level. So I think sometimes we look at like, look at the costs of like reacting to climate change, right? And they seem like astronomical. But then if you look at the same estimates of like, and then here's the cost if we do nothing and like those costs are always higher. So it's kind of like, it's going to both on a global level and on a building by building level. Or asset by asset, like it's going to happen either way. It's just about yeah. how are you going to how are you going to respond to that? Are you going to be proactive, or are you just going to wait till something yep. happens and react?
0: And what makes sense for an individual asset or an individual portfolio? You know, there's you know a huge uh, capital requirement for end of useful life equipment. When you have to upgrade that equipment, you're not going to make that transition to electrified equipment if you just deployed something a little bit more carbon intensive. You're going to wait until the end of useful life. Is there and then you're going to upgrade it. So finding, you know, the low-hanging fruit in the short term to capture those efficiency and energy conservation measures um, from from a cost reduction standpoint, but also, you know, strategizing long term when those upgrades and retrofits might might come into play.
1: Well, ultimately, Katie, you're director of marketing. So I'd love to talk just a little bit about like the branding and marketing of the company. What on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis? What kind of challenges are you tackling for g- green generation? Like what's top of mind for you and the things that you know that like you guys are trying to improve on?
0: Yeah, no, great question. There's so many, so many challenges in this industry. I think I'd like to, you know, level it up a little bit from outside of just green gen to just some, you know, trends I'm seeing in the industry. Yeah. And I think we kind of hit on this a little bit earlier, but there are so many buzzwords and they're often used interchangeably and they shouldn't be. So I think there's a big challenge to incorporate some almost education into the message to eliminate the ambiguity and and ensure that everybody um, in the whole audience is speaking kind of the same language on that topic. You know, there's weaponization of some of these key terms and and take ESG, for example, like rose by any other name would smell sweet, right? You know, it's crafting that message that focuses on the outcomes. And again, like back to, you know, asset value and risk reduction, And, you know, focusing on those outcomes and values can um, unify the stakeholders and kind of weather those fluctuations of term perception. What else? Oh, my gosh. I think uh, this industry is booming. There's so many new entrants to the space. And there's also so much transition um, from, you know, the old world to the new world and new technologies and new things that are coming um, into the market. And I think there's a huge challenge to develop a brand and a message that, Resonates with all these new stakeholders that are becoming part of, you know, milestones and decision making to roll out technology and equipment and strategies to achieve net zero. All the way from your economic decision maker, who is again focused on that ROI or or monetary benefit, the executive sponsor who wants the high level strategy, and then the more technical uh, stakeholders like your engineers who are ultimately validating the projects. It's so key to have a handle on who, who all those stakeholders are in such a yeah. changing world and uh, make sure you modifying your message accordingly to the audience.
1: Yeah, I've talked to other uh, B2B marketing leaders in the past, like even outside of PropTech. And they, uh, one in particular was making the point that like one of the marketing challenges with something like this is developing messages and marketing pieces that resonate with the kind of like Day to day people who are in the trenches who might be making or leading the way in the decision, but also is clearly understood enough by the C suite who like is going to be a part of that decision, but maybe they're not in the weeds of this kind of thing every day. And so it's balancing the like, let me speak your technical language or speak to like, yeah, be an expert with you, but it also it can't be like so in depth that it's not easily understood by everybody else up the food chain, and that's all you yeah. have to do.
0: Simplifying those technical messages into something that's understandable. Totally, yeah. totally a challenge.
1: You're in an interesting space too with what you said um, with the specific language and the weaponizing of the language. I, I can't think of another vertical that like because of its over like overlap of climate with politics, with business, like there is so much language. Even like the term climate change was was yeah. developed to distract from the phrase global warming. And like <laughs> And you're right. So there's so many, there's phrases that kind of illuminate and educate in what you're trying to do. And then there's other phrases that are just trying to kind of hide maybe some bad behavior. So it is hard yeah. to kind of, to pick through the the language and say, what are we doing here? Like, what are you providing? Like, is this really good? So you're right. Oh yeah.
0: Clarity and conciseness. It's so hard. And yeah, always, always a challenge.
1: So, Katie, you could be doing a lot of things. Like, what is it that drew you to Green Generation? Like, why are you doing this work out of all the options out there?
0: Yeah, I've always had a pretty strong interest in sustainability, and I, I wanted to align my profession with that. I got into the space at kind of a unique time. It, it came um, right after that clean tech 1.0 bubble burst, uh, and you know, prior to Green Gen, I spent nearly a decade in energy management technology. And I learned so much about the energy systems and new technologies that were coming to market, and demand management strategies and grid operations. But I also learned, you know, what a, the enormity of the the climate change challenge yeah. and yeah. Uh, what a large role the existing built environment plays um, plays in that. And I think, you know, what drew me to Green Gen was this message of action and implementation and making change today. And you know, I think ultimately transitioning away from strategy to execution. And on top of that, I, I have to say the culture, you know, the culture is really what sold me on Green Gen. And you know, the, the leadership team has just done such an incredible job of of creating this collaborative culture that that focuses on education and professional development. And ultimately, I just knew I wanted to be a part
1: of it. I think sometimes marketing like generally gets like a bad rap or. It seemed like it's like an extra thing. But I think in the case of sustainability and the work you're doing, marketing is going to continue to be so powerful. I mean, I think we've seen the transformation of this this space and and sus- the idea of sustainability in the last twenty years. Like I remember growing up. And like the late '90s, early 2000s, like it wasn't cool to be to care about the environment, right? Like it was the opposite. It was that you were seen as like a hippie or like a nerd or something. Yeah. And now I think we're seeing because of marketing, because of the people out there who are out there telling the stories of people who are doing this transformational work. This is becoming something cool, and that's because of some of the marketing and publicity push around that. So I think this is a an interesting role for you to kind of have that ability to to get the word out there to amplify that message of of taking action showing how green generation is doing that and getting other people to follow suit because like that's not going to happen on its own we have to continue to like lead the way and and tell those stories through marketing
0: totally and i think there's been such a divide between those again like futuristic goals and yeah. actionable capabilities today and and ultimately To connect those thoughts, it is incredibly technical. And finding the right words again and and the way that we can connect the goals with the technical side of implementation in a way that makes sense for a client and makes sense to the key stakeholders that are involved in the decision-making process. It's all key. And there's a lot of marketing fluff out there too. You know, steering clear of that and creating that concise message is, is so imperative to telling the right story at the right time and hitting the right clients.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of audacious goals in the, in the sustainability space. And I think, strangely, sometimes when you throw out years, like, oh, we're going to do so and such and such by 2030, sometimes that feels futuristic. It feels like, oh, well, that, we'll worry about it when it gets to 2030. But like, the time to do it is now. It's like, not
0: that it's, far away. It's
1: not that far away. And that it means like, yeah, and we need to be working on it yesterday. So yeah. yeah, finding those messages and and finding creating the that compelling marketing that gets people to take action now and see the community people that are taking action. That would be yeah. huge.
0: It's also just good business sense. I mean, we've got regulations that are already into play that if if you know buildings in New York or buildings in DC or Boston aren't reaching yeah. certain yeah. milestones by 2030, they're gonna be costly, costly fines. And you know, for asset managers and portfolio managers who have uh, buildings in these territories, and this is just the United States. You know, the UK is is a little bit more advanced, but there, it's going to be a huge business risk to not take action. And I cool. think flipping the narrative is
1: is key there too. What do you think? You know, right now, I think we still think about you know sustainability as kind of an emerging industry. I mean, I think this is rapidly changing. Where it's like it's not just a nice to have. It's going to be like an essential part of probably everything in the real estate process. What do you think, you know, your industry, what does green generations work look like in 10 or 20 years?
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love this question. You know, I don't feel like there's any miracle technology or one size fits all strategy. That's really going to get us to net zero goals. I kind of see the industry as a bunch of fragmented puzzle pieces. Uh, and when joined together, you know, they complete this picture of, of this low carbon future, net zero carbon future. Uh, you know, think your renewables, plus battery storage, plus regulations, plus energy efficiency, plus cleaner supply and so on and so on. I think there's a couple trends that we're seeing that, to me, is a good highlight of what I think that future is going to look like. Um, and I think one of them is... You know, over the past two years, we've seen this transition from a focus on energy to a focus on carbon. And I think you know this means you're not only going to need to know the actual energy use at an individual building or from an individual piece of equipment. Um, you're also going to have to know the grid status at that time. And I think the convergence of of these two things have ultimately or will ultimately lead us into a world where buildings in the grid are dynamic and uh, buildings are interactive with the grid and can automatically flex that load based off of real-time circumstances. And, you know, that could be for a multitude of benefits that can be um, not for cost savings that can be based on, you know, a grid emergency or grid status or just carbon intensity in general. But on top of that, you know, I see a world where we're monetizing that load flexibility in a way where um, buildings and operators and asset managers can engage both in energy demand and energy supply in a different way.
1: It's interesting what you pointed out there too about the difference between like that distinction between energy and carbon. I hadn't thought about that, but I feel like I have heard more about, I mean, just even as a general consumer of news, heard more about carbon in the last two years than ever before. Like you you even said at the beginning, like decarbonization. And that making that distinction, I feel like this whole space and this whole effort is kind of like, we're slowly walking through fog and then we start to see pieces emerge from it. And it was like, Oh, I get it. This thing connects to this thing. This is real. This isn't. Here's the, here's the crux of the problem. Interesting journey, both on the business side and on the consumer side.
0: And it all goes hand in hand. I mean, I think the metric is like forty percent of our global emissions are from the built environment. You know, we're yeah. never going to tackle climate change if we're not tackling buildings. Yeah. Um And you know, it's such a large piece of this puzzle. So figuring out how we can take action today um, to reach these pretty pretty lofty you know goals and strategies is is essential. We have to start taking some action.
1: Yeah, I think that's an interesting point too. I mean, I think in the past you know, you look at cities recently, look at a skyline and it's like, well, I don't see any black smoke coming out of smoke, smokestacks. So like, we're good, but there is an impact just like you're saying of the built environment of real estate choices of construction and yeah, being more mindful about those is going to be important.
0: For sure. Yeah. I absolutely think sustainability is going to be integrated into business strategy
1: for, for sure. Well, Katie, where can people learn more about green generation and are you guys... Anywhere they can catch you coming up at a conference or anything like that?
0: Yep. Uh, well, Greenville is next week. So we'll be there. GreenGen.com, check, check it out. I think, um, you know, we've got a lot of really exciting projects coming up. We're focused on a global scale. So, you know, we've got some events coming up in uh, Europe and the APAC regions as well.
1: All right. Well, I'll put those links in the show notes too so people can connect with you on LinkedIn, can check out GreenGen online and find out more about you guys. Yeah. Thanks for for joining the show.
0: Thank you so much, Neil. So fun.
1: All right. Thanks, Katie.
0: Thanks for listening to Arguments with Words, the mortgage and prop tech branding podcast. To learn more about Neil, connect with him on LinkedIn or visit neilhelsberg.com.